If you don't know how to get into digital marketing or not sure how to use it effectively, make sure to check this episode to learn the basic steps to succeed. Annie, what are the factors that contribute to build a thriving digital marketing experience for a business? Well, okay. So first of all, digital marketing is a huge thing. And uh, what are the factors? All right. So let's narrow it down to easiness, right? So now that we are in digital marketing, we see so many channels. We've got TikTok, we've got Facebook, we've got Instagram, we got your website, LinkedIn. YouTube. And my advice is like, choose one platform and one platform only and do it really well at first, because it's easy to kind of be everywhere, but not doing anything quite well, you know what I'm saying? But so, what do you mean by really well? Actually? So if you start the YouTube channel, like the Mika show, right? Um, then you really focused on like the high production quality. You, uh, you know, you have sounds, you have people behind this and you have a consistent schedule. So I think for you, like YouTube is a check mark. But then now, and after the YouTube, you moved out to social media. And this is when your Facebook and your Instagram presence is really strong, which is then started growing. Check mark number two. And maybe the next one is actually doing your website, theomikashow.com, where you can, you know, uh, do better, I don't know, uh, give sneak peeks or, I don't know, monetize some way. It, it's your, your guys' choice. But again, um, each channel should be kind of done well. And one... Uh, metaphor I like is that each product project you start is like a leaking bucket mm -hmm. and each leaking bucket your, your job first is to fill up all the holes so in order to get all the followers all the money in keep in in the bucket you have to you know fill all the holes in so yeah so that's number one is like one of the factors is to yeah that one channel and then the second is honestly understanding the product because when I started digital marketing in a small company, it was so messy because the product changed all the time. People really didn't understand the product. So I guess now there's a new role or like product manager roles becomes, product marketing roles are becoming very important in companies because there are marketers and there are people who make the product, but there's a bridge. But again, again, as a marketer, you should really understand what your company is trying to sell. And the third is Something that in universities they really trying to like shove you down is uh, the customer persona, which in, over the recent years in my career, I was rethinking this. Does this even work? Like, let's say you sell bikinis, right? And you only target women who are BMI 15 and they are going to university and high school and they live in this specific area. So like that really narrowing down that my persona sometimes can backfire because you exclude all the other people who would like to buy bikinis. And now I would encourage everybody to think about like, once you understand your product, understand the benefit of your product rather than going with, oh, my person who wants to buy is this exact same criteria. Make that criteria a little bit broad based on the benefit of your product. So product, the buyer behavior more like it, and one channel really well. Yeah. Take notes, guys. Annie, you seem very knowledgeable about digital marketing. I guess. Where did you Where did you learn? How can we learn to become specialists like you? Oh my goodness! So let me just break down one myth for you. Going to school for digital marketing is going to be a debt. Like you're gonna end up in debt. And I think the U.S. is a great example where people are just getting student loans all the time. 
not really understanding where that money is going to. And in digital marketing, the thing is, a lot of things are changing really, really fast. For me, it's normal nowadays is that, you know, uh, I found out that using my citizenship, get, getting into country A is now a little bit difficult. But that policy changed over 10 years, right? However, think of it like in digital marketing, these policies change every week, every month, every maybe half year, quarter, right? Not even a year because in digital marketing is changing all the time. So going to school is not one of the great ways to learn. And the best way to learn is what we always do is to test it. And what by what I mean by that is that if you're a beginner, um, you want to get started, you're so desperate to start digital marketing, you have your phone with you, start a page, start a simple TikTok page. That's already getting you started with the content creation process. You can see your analytics on TikTok as well. And basically the best way to learn is to do it. And it's so cliche, but once you start, in digital marketing, people will be asking you, okay, what is your experience? What project have you done? And unfortunately, in school, they'll tell you all the lessons, but they never really help you build up a portfolio like that. When we prepared the interview, you also mentioned the image of cooking. Like digital marketing is like cooking. You need to try a new recipe. You need to see what is your specific touch. I like this very practical approach. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cooking recipe and... I love cooking and gardening, I think, is because us humans are so used to these two things. Ever since evolution, I guess, we have to cook, we have to get mm -hmm. our vegetables. And the same thing with digital marketing is that you, as a company, you are so unique. And because, okay, you might be selling the same thing. You might be selling uh, protein powders, right? Everybody sells protein powders. But then the only differentiating factor is going to be your marketing and the way you do things. And... That's why I said it's like a recipe because in order for that recipe to work, you have to try it over and over, lose money on the ingredients first. But once those ingredients work, well, that's your, that's your, yeah. And what are the superpower of digital marketing and how businesses can use it efficiently? All right. Um, I love this superpower question because it kind of gives me two meanings. Superpower as in like, you know, the flash, he's running so fast and it's his specialty and the uh, for me, if you are a digital marketer, your superpower is obviously the ability to adapt really quickly. So when you are, when somebody comes up to see, you're saying like, okay, this is not working anymore because I saw it on this article. When your, your brain, your mindset should be like, okay, well, let's test it out and see how it works. So you're not putting judgment on everything, anything. So you don't say like, oh, podcasting doesn't work. Oh, hosting you know, a show in a, I don't know, hotel is not going to work. You need to test it out and see. Mm -hmm. So adaptability and what was it? Um, to be brave, I think, because I see a lot of people getting stuck on like, okay, I was supposed to go to school to get a degree. So you have to be brave to break free from these old misconceptions or like old teachings in order to, to succeed. Um, and for businesses, I think... Well, it's to hire somebody like that, right? Is, is that is that a superpower? Like I am able to see who could be my best mm -hmm. digital marketer because you f first of all recognize that you you as a business owner have no idea what marketing is. It's fine. You don't want to invest in that for yourself. Do you know how to hire people for this role? Mm -hmm. um, and also 
like setting expectations is is very important in marketing because it's a real slow burn and and uh, it might seem like for a lot of business owners that marketing is a cost. Yeah. Right? Uh, I don't want to do social media marketing. It costs a lot of time. It costs a lot of money. Well, then you will never have a social media presence. And what happens? Nobody will know you. Mm. Um, so setting expectation as a business owner is really, really critically important to, I guess, as a superpower to succeed in and how do you convince like small to medium-sized company to invest more in the digital marketing? Well, look at it in this way. Um, you could look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, should I go to the gym? Should I exercise healthier? Should I exercise and eat healthier? And your answer is yes, right? And the next question, are you willing to do it for a long period of time and stick with it? And I think the same thing with marketing, like small, medium-sized business owners, they know that they need to do marketing, they need to do digital marketing, or even social media. They know they have to, but they don't understand the work behind it. And a lot of the times I see a lot of solopreneurs and a lot of small businesses burn out on that because creating content is really exhausting. You, you do this on the Mika show, right? You see that you're constantly thinking, how can I make this sustainable? How, how can I do it the long run or you interviewed Mike D he's been doing this for seven years and seven years that's a long ass time right and the people who succeed who were willing to put in into the work like a consistent long game and the people who are in the gym and jacked they are not jacked because of one or one month of gym session they've been doing that for years and um I guess yeah like a convincing people I don't think you need to convince because they know they have to do it it's just that they don't understand the work behind it. Because often it's like, well, it didn't work in three months. Of course it didn't work in three months because it was only three months that you did. Mm. You know? And one of the things that are going also to change this perception, I hope, is the arrival of AI. According to you, how professionals can use it efficiently for the business? All right. So on the reason why I also started the Aspiring CMO is because I wanted to sit down with marketers to kind of ask the question you just did. And I see that a lot of people are scared of AI. They're literally scared. Like a lot of writers got laid off. Uh, a friend of mine who is a CMO, she got rid of her whole day, a HR department. Wow. Like she automated everything with AI. Uh, I mean, within HR, um, with using AI or using tools. And unfortunately, this is going to be a future. Like if your job is easier and cheaper to do by us program, you're out. And uh, if people are keep being skeptical about this, they will be end up being replaced. Whoa. And I don't know. For me, it's like, well, imagine when Excel and Microsoft came in. I, I guess a lot of accountants were afraid as well, but they upgraded themselves. And now we still have accountants and we still use Excel and Google Sheets and stuff. Um, with AI, actually, I see that prompt engineering on its own as a job is becoming like uh, the next job mm -hmm. in me. So I'm not a digital marketer, but I guess prompt engineering is not going to be re replacing me, but it's just going to be two separate jobs. And how AI, ChatGPT will also influence the customer experience in digital marketing? Okay, well, for I guess it's AI... Let's just break it down. With AI, you are now capable to produce content 
but every type of content, not just written for content, but video form content, create like other avatars as influencers. So all of a sudden, becoming the next Mikachu is going to be a little bit easier mm. online. Of course, they cannot meet that person because she's totally fake. Mm. But companies will be recognizing that, oh, it's going to be so much faster to create content this way. So then the in-person kind of interactions have going to have a lot more meaning. Networking is going to have a lot more meeting, meeting, uh, meanings. <laughs> and all these creative advertising as well. So when I was in school, which was just a few years ago, I guess, uh, the digital marketing teaching started to happen. And we were like, okay, how can I micro-optimize these things to get more sales? But now those things are replaced really easily, like creating content faster, cheaper. Uh, so now all these branding, the creative advertising part gonna have a lot more, some more influence on. How can you build a strong digital marketing campaign online for a business, knowing all of these changes that we're having? So first of all, these changes like this AI stuff is going to be so much better for us. It's so much better for me already. For to me to build this um, brand from scratch, it's so much easier because I can do a lot, a lot of things faster. Right. Um, so it's interesting because you can get things done kind of faster, but then you need to put your effort and focus onto the human stuff, which means sitting down, talking to people, creating a connection. Um, I found it really cool with all these uh, content marketers and digital marketers and I guess like online influencers, like they're so good with creating online communities. And I'm not just saying that you make a Facebook group. Okay, everybody can make a Facebook group, but how can you do it so that when you come to conferences, people come to just to see you? Mm, so make more like physical interactions will become more valuable. Physical, but also like you create a type of value that you are doing right now. Like I think the Mika show is so great because it's your face and you are so outgoing. You always talk to people like those qualities gotta matter so much for for companies like having that one or two people who, who represent the company um I, I see like online like when you reply to comments quite often and you really personalize your you to put your time back into creating a social community like put the social back into social media uh, that that really helps to for, for companies to do that it's no longer like hey this is an ad buy it and then goodbye the the key thing is like, how can you get those people to come back to you and buy that same bikini? Or now, if you're a bikini brand. Um, exactly. And Annie, according to you, how can small businesses reveal their superpower thanks to digital marketing, thanks to AI? Again, uh, okay, so first of all, superpowers. Um, identify your offer, which is kind of sales, which we talk about. I guess you can have a salesperson on this show to talk about sales. Having a great offer uh, is a great start. Like, what is the thing that you are offering? How is that different from others? And using that offer is to distribute all these little contents where you can help people understand you, recognize you, and say like, okay, this person knows what she's talking about. Um, that's just when they have that problem, they want to resolve that, I'm going to go to that person. So offer create consistent value, which is like the going to the gym part that I explained earlier. Uh, 
and then a consistent method is is so it's so hard to slack off. And a lot of people do. A lot of companies I see they're like, oh, I don't want to do social media anymore. Or they don't hire a social media marketer. As a result, their Facebook is empty for two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, two years is a lot of long time in internet world. And uh, the consistency and also the type of content I see a lot of people when it comes to content marketing, they keep doing the same thing, but they don't refresh. Like if you do con- a video only. Have you tried to do some static post? Or if you only do organic social media, have you tried to do some email marketing? Have you tried to do some PPC, paid advertising? Uh, which is, goes back to the bu- bucket example. You have a bucket and you want to fill out all those holes. Um, so yeah, offer consistency and value-driven, super value bombs. Like, Unfortunately, I, I think Gary Vee was one of them that I heard. Like, once you create content, expecting nothing back, at first you're gonna get nothing back. Mm-hmm. But if you keep doing this for a long period of time, it will will work. And people prove this over and over and over again. Yeah. And so, Anya, we've been talking a lot about digital marketing, AI. I know you have a big event coming up in April. Can you tell us a little bit more? Of course. Well. I'm super honored to be part of the SEO Mastery Summit, which is uh, one of the biggest SEO digital marketing conferences, and it's going to take place in the world. Yep. Uh, It's going to take place here in Saigon in April. And the reason why I'm so happy to be part of it, because I saw the last year's event, um, and we just got together so many starter entrepreneurs but also successful already like people who build multiple businesses and they're like they just they got to the I guess ideal goal of an entrepreneur where like all the businesses running by themselves and uh, they are just enjoying the life of of I guess retired entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you all you meet all these people and I think a lot of Vietnamese people who are studying really hard if you are willing to study really hard can you come to a conference and network and build up your network when 90% of people don't do. And a lot of these experiences that I've had came from knowing people and meeting people and just being vulnerable enough to like, hey, I don't know anything. Can you teach me? Mm-hmm. Or like, hey, I'm so interested in this thing and I, I want to learn more. I'm willing to do it. Just sh- give me a chance. And people, oh my God, so many chances will happen. Like people like, yeah, I want to get you. I want to get you on my team. Because they see the adaptability, they see the, the how, how brave you are, which I mentioned earlier, then doors just open up at the same time. And all of a sudden, you don't know where to, to go. And a lot of people in uh, studying in university right now, or they want to become better marketers. I'm so happy that I'm part of a conference that allows these people to grow. And yeah. learn from them. Exactly. And it's taking place in Vietnam, which is, yeah. again, face-to-face interactions will always be the the number one. Um, as we said, with AI, everything, it's easy to believe that everything is fake on the internet. It, it will be everything. Everything will be fake. And so another thing I wanted to ask you is, like, thanks to this interaction, you actually started your own podcast. So who should listen to podcasts? What can we learn from your podcast? Well, the aspiring CMO is really just, <laughs> any person who is interesting, interested in marketing and interested in becoming a better version of themselves within their career and 
kind of see how these successful entrepreneurs got to where they are today because it's easy to say like oh she is a millionaire already I cannot learn anything from them because I'm I'm just you know I'm just a student or I'm just a intern mm-hmm. I'm just a entry level person no you can learn a lot from them because one there was this one time when they were even on the lowest of the lowest but you don't see it because of course it's not documented mm-hmm. on the internet like that when that's why you're here to reveal yeah. their secrets and what can we do to become better exactly Last but not least, Ani, what can we do to become a better person daily? Closing questions, big question. So speaking of this, over the few months, you know, I met hundreds of people, hundreds of successful entrepreneurs who, who really started from not having a lot and still taking care of their families. And the one thing that led them to success was emotional regulation. Mm. Doesn't sound sexy, but (laughs) hear me out. If you are able to regulate your feelings through journaling, through therapy, and and resolve these traumas, you will end up making better and smarter decisions for yourself. Mm -hmm. And every day you should take some time off to check in with yourself, which is to see how you, how you are the understand your feelings. Today I'm feeling excited. Today I'm feeling angry. Why? Why is it? And I do journaling every day or every other day is to really monitor these feelings because of course my goal is like very similar to a lot of people's goals. I want to become successful, but I cannot become successful if I'm always anxious, if I'm always scared, if I'm always like terrified, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I really encourage people to regulate the emotions. That's a good one that we never heard on the show. Congratulations, Annie. Yes. You're listening. I'm not coming here. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, for watching. See you. Mwah.